Hello there, it's Jamila Jamil. Are you by any chance listening to this podcast promo while out on a walk? If so, good for you. That's going to make both your mind and your body feel better. On my podcast, I Weigh, this month, we're going to be exploring mental health and talking to amazing guests about other things that you can do to make yourself feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. Ask me! You know what we're not going to do is we're not going to talk about what happened at the Oscars. No. You want to know why? <laughs> because anything that you say can and will be held against you in mm-hmm. a social court. And two, it'll be hamster cage lining news by the time this comes out today, which is a Wednesday. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I also feel like when people ask you for your hot take, they're just doing it to like hopefully get you in trouble too. Yeah. I also- Anything else isn't fun. They don't want a boring take. It's like when they ask acclaimed directors, what do you think of Marvel movies? They want them to be like, I hate them. It's all anyone wants is for you to say just enough to hang yourself publicly. I'm also completely over as a woman, even though this had nothing to do with women, being held accountable for other women. Like just because you're black doesn't mean you have to have an answer or hot take just because you're an actor Mm. or a comedian. And if you looked around the room when that happened, people were like, we're not sure how to take this. Was this okay? Was it not? I mean, the answer is no, you can't hit anyone. But um, I just think about like interviews, like the beginning of my career, where it would be like, this woman did something. What do you think about her doing that? And I'm like, you just want me to say, I think she's a bitch. That's all anyone wants. You can hear in journalist's voice when you're like, oh my God, you know, she's so great. I love her. They're like, okay, great. Moving on. Right. They want like when... Singers say, I don't know who Ariana Grande is or whatever. That's what they want. Do I believe that Mariah Carey doesn't know? Yes. But it's just kind of like, I don't know. You guys just want us all to rip each other to pieces so you can have three more clicks. Anyways, you guys got questions. We got answers. Thank you for bearing with us while we took a quick little break last week. Uh, I don't think we've ever taken a break. Never. That was the only week that we have ever taken off. We've always had episodes prepped for holidays plus extra episodes when we've done bonuses and this was really through people in a tailspin and I was like all right or when I've given birth like through that we we I don't think we've missed a single other week I'm telling you Emily there is no reward given for consistency other than people not noticing uh that being said I don't think anyone had a problem with it you're saying they did I mean not a problem but it just people were like what's going on is everything okay? Because you had said, yeah, there's a new home. So they're like, right. does that mean that all of the places I listen, I can't listen anymore? Is it gone from then? I'm like, no, 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 Sorry. No. In my endless effort to make what I'm doing seem like a bigger deal than it is. We're simply moving networks. You can still get all your delicious podcasts at your local library or through some sort of gifting, at however you do it. Right. We're not like a Spotify exclusive now. Thanks, Emily. <laughs> Nobody likes that. People get mad oh, when okay. that happens. Okay, cool. Yeah, that no. was the concern. And basically, that's not, we're not doing that. I should have said nothing, and you would have just continued to uh, enjoy this. So we're gonna finish that onboarding, and we'll find a new home. <laughs> we're onboarding, aren't we? I am onboarding. They're very nice, though, so it'll be fine. All right. 
Well, you guys have questions and we've got answers and I'm back from the road for a little bit before I go back out, such as my life. And I'm ready. And I'm ready for love. Kick it. Hello, AIA crew. What do you do when your friend wants to talk to you but drops little hints so you have to initiate contact? What? Context. This friend of 12 years has always had a fear of people leaving her. So she always says, I go cold on people before people have a chance to. She's not good at making friends and loses the few she makes. This never affected me because we were close friends. She was always fun to hang with and I was her bridesmaid. We have been long distance friends for six years now. Our calls are getting fewer and farther in between. She dominates calls with complaints and petty shit, but we text still mostly just to say hi. We just don't share anything mutual anymore. Problem. She texted me saying she had surgery on a non-cancerous tumor. She is well now. I texted her to say if she was comfortable talking about, she should call me. She texted me some more details about it and said thanks. I feel like she expects a phone call from me, which I would for sure do because I'm worried about her, but this I need attention without actually saying it feels manipulative. This isn't the first time she created expectations of me calling her. If I don't call her, she never calls me. Sorry for the long messages. I write this. I know I'll call her, but with a little bit of ick in my heart. I don't know. It sounds like this person has a bad personality and that's why people ghost on her. Real quick, there's a spider on my wall, but I'm going to leave that spider. And I hope in leaving them, they will eat bugs and protect my home. This episode brought to you by fostering a spider. Uh, Your friend sounds annoying. And here's the other thing. When you really love someone, you're okay with being the one who calls. Michelle almost never calls me. Uh, and uh, yeah, and I am like fine with that because I'm like, I don't care. I, I don't, I would never look pathetic if I called her once a week. Like it, I don't care if there's an imbalance because there's a history there and a love there. And so there's like an ego at stake here with you and your friend. You should either care or not care. The idea is that you love each other so much that you're calling and you know that's kind of her weird weakness. So you, uh, she just sounds super insecure and I think you don't really want to be friends with her anymore. That sounds like you're you're thinking too much on this. It should be you don't call and it's bothering her, but now you're getting sucked into it. And also with the surgery, she probably didn't want to complain, but like, just stop calling her. You can put your both out of your misery. Just stop calling her. She'll go and she'll never call you. Right, but it sounds like she wants to talk to her. So if you're fine with that imbalance, it's fine. Do oh, Here's a question. Do you actually want to talk or is it just what was always done? I have a friend who did something really weird in my life and I just stopped calling. And I think she was so embarrassed that she just never called me. And then I remember she like reached out and like never mentioned any of the things she had done and like had a friend reach out to me a year later to be like, hey, it's her birthday. Did you want to do something? I'm like, we haven't spoken in a year. I think some people are just very weird and have weird social anxieties. And you clearly don't have a reason to be friends with this girl anymore. So just do it on your terms. Text her when you feel like it. Call when you feel like it. But this weird tit for tat quid pro quo is uh, not healthy. Hmm. This is weird, right? Yeah, no, I mean. Whatever. You're like staring at me trying to help this girl. Because I was, you the little hamster wheels in my head were going, figuring out who it was. And I think I figured it out, who you are talking about. It's always the same friend. Um, You don't want to be friends with this girl anymore. It's a leftover habit. You have nothing in common anymore. You're done. So she can either get on board or kick rocks. Okay, I have a really specific question for you. Hi, Eliza and crew. My friends and I just saw you in Green Bay, Wisconsin. 
WI. Yes, that is Wisconsin. Last night, love the show. We were all wondering if one of your mics went out, if that was scripted or not, because you played it off so well. Can't wait to see you again. Your live shows are the bomb. Uh, they are. Thank you. And it's called Being a Professional. And I actually, I'm glad that somebody mentioned this. Uh, both of the mics died while I was on. I promise you that's never scripted. There's no, there's no script other than the words that you're saying. But if you, you know, I didn't plan for those mics to go out. And I, I didn't snap at the crowd. I said... Uh, only time in my career, both mics have failed Green Bay. I, I meant to say it to the crew and like to the venue because it was a really big, nice venue. It was an yeah. arena. Um, so I meant it like, come on, guys. Like, what have we been doing all day with these mic checks? But it came off like I was mad at the city. And like, I think people, I think I heard like someone boo me. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, wasn't, it's just me being a professional and what you get after doing comedy for 17 years. But uh, no, it is up there with some of your nightmares is having your mic die. So how did it get, like... It just came back online. Like, it just did. I don't know. You know, it's this weird thing where your stage manager goes, you pay this person to do sound check and sound check and sound check, and then you get to it on the day and they, like, just don't... This is not Green Bay, but, like, they don't play your music right or they miss a lighting cue. Uh, Things just go wrong. It's live theater. So uh, it's definitely not embarrassing. I'm like, look, this is the venue. It's not me making it go bad, but promise you... My little cheese head, it was not scripted. You just pulled it off. Pulled it off. Actually, so, oh my God, that's so embarrassing. Hey, should I answer this call from Global Telscreening from Compton, California? That seems legit. My dad answers all spam calls and just then just doesn't say anything because then the, like the robot doesn't hear a voice and gives up. So my- he just answers it and sits there silently and waits a minute. My stepdad growing up before... Everything had become unholy and horrible. And when it was a little bit safer to own a phone, my stepdad would answer these calls and he would like give them the time of day. No, thank you so much. Please take me off your list. Okay, bye-bye. And I was like, tell him to eat shit, Randy. He wouldn't do that. I would also never tell him to eat shit. I would just be like, take me off your list. This is harassment. But we have an exciting offer. They always do have an exciting offer or it's just someone speaking Chinese. I was gonna say the other day, some woman left a message in Spanish. And so I sent it to my best friend and I was like, can you tell me what they're saying? And it was like a message for someone else. And she had called the wrong number. I always, if you've genuinely called the wrong number and left me a message, I will always call you back. And so I texted her back in Spanish and I had it translated. And I was like, so sorry, you have the wrong number. And the woman never said gracias. I just thought that that was like not cool. Maybe she was like, oh, okay, well, she didn't know that you went to all the effort of translating. She just thought you replied. We could have had something. I used the usted form, so clearly I knew what I was talking about. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, "Mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. 
May whore. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Hello, beautiful humans and magical baby animals. I just listened to your episode about your miscarriage. Sorry, I'm so behind on my podcast binge and for the loss of the little one. You're so behind. I even had another baby. Another baby. In the time. (laughs) I may have just discovered your podcast about a month ago and I'm a little behind. Okay. Anyway, my best friend and husband have been trying for another child. She's had three miscarriages last year in addition to losing her brother to COVID complications. Your best friend and your husband? (laughs) Her bet, her be, my bet, yes. <laughs> her and I live in different states and we're in our early 30s. When you were going through your miscarriage, what is something that your friends and family did to help you through the grieving process? Is there anything that in particular that stands out or is there anything you wish someone did to be there for you? Thank you for all that you and your team do to genuinely make the world a better place. Also, I'll give you a prize if you can figure out how to correctly say my username, LOL. Well, I, I don't want to, I don't want to prize. I'm pretty positive it's Heather. Cool. Oh, hey, it's Heather. H-T-H-R. Right? It says, oh, hey, Heather. it's H-T-H-R. Heather. It's Heather. <laughs> uh, uh, is it the name or the whole screen name that she wants? The name is H space T space H space R space plant. 
The screen name is Oh Hey, It's HTH. I have, I, this is, I don't care. It's not thrilling for you. She owes you like a finger trap or like a fidget spinner because you won the day. Um, honestly, I don't look, this is my answer. Um, I had my miscarriage at like, uh, I want to say like eight or 10 weeks or something. And while it was devastating that day, I and this is in my new book, All Things Aside, which you can pre-order now. So please do that because we're going to run out. Okay. Um, Emily, you were there. It was really devastating that day. I cried a lot that day and then I was done. It was over. It was horrible, but I'm a big like pick your head up, keep moving forward person. Um, I wasn't embarrassed. I didn't feel, you know, it's a bummer, but that day was rough. And I remember my husband flew home. He was in Texas doing business. He flew home immediately. And on his way, this is just for us, on his way home, he picked up orange wine and sushi and brought it home because it was like all the things that you can't eat. So it was, I mean, had he just come home, that would have been enough. It was incredibly sweet. And it was, I really found that in speaking with other women, I was comforted by the fact, this is going to sound awful, that so many women have gone through it. So you don't feel like such a freak. Talking it out really helps. And finding that relationship with other women that you're in this weird club, I found not keeping anything in. But after that one day, I wasn't so sad. That's just me, in my experience. Um, mm-hmm. At the time, yeah. So that's, that's my answer. Take it as a chance to like reset. I'm going to eat all the things I couldn't have. Do a whip it. Have some drugs. Get back to fucking. No, I'm just saying that was my experience. Is there anything that anyone did for you besides your husband that was nice or did you kind of not? I guess it depends on the person because they might not want to talk about it. Also, like it was just nice how sweet my family was and people cried with me and they were sad with me. But like, you know, you Never don't want to wallow in it. cry more than the person who something happened to. Wait, what? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Never be the person who's crying more. Right. Like uh, that episode of Sex and the, the New Sex and the City where Charlotte kept crying and she's like, big died. And she's like, I know, I should make it about me. <laughs> Anyways, letting people be there for you is very powerful. So that was my gift. I mm. let them give, give be there for me. Okay. And now it's in my act and it helps people. There you go. Anonymous, Eliza, and gang, I choose to be sober. Okay. I grew up religious and continue to still be. I enjoy it. It brings me peace. Quite a bit of my family on both sides, whether they once were religious or not, drink. Some of my cousins, aunts, and uncles will offer me a drink still. I'm nearly 30, and I see it as a respect thing. I don't take offense. I decline and get something else, or they'll make me a non-alcoholic version. They're even prepared to make me one now and have substitutes ready. What's a non-alcoholic version of a martini? (laughs) What's a non-alcoholic version of just gin on the rocks? Maybe you get like a sparkling water and cranberry juice. Okay. Occasionally, they'll crack a joke about me being lame or to, quote, get out from under my parents' restrictive thumb. I went away for college and haven't lived with my parents in years. How can I be seen as the nearly 30-year-old adult I am and not be mocked or referred to as a child just because I choose to not drink? Alcoholism is on both sides of my family, and I have addictive tendencies in other aspects of my life. Even if I wasn't religious, I feel that I would still be sober. And then a little more context— does the fact that I'm still single and childless play into this? What? I don't stand around and judge anyone for drinking ever or bring up religion. I socialize and join in many conversations with everyone, regardless of their drink choice. If someone's kid is running around and they ask me to hold their drink, I do. If someone asks me to bring them back a drink when I'm going to get another, I do. I babysit for family still because they ask me to, and who doesn't need the cash? All right. There's a lot going on here. Uh, I don't think anything has to do with you not having kids or not dating anyone. This is about 
You are, you seem very confident in your choice to not drink and it is for very good reasons. So you need to get comfortable with people being uncomfortable with it uh, because it doesn't sound like you quite are or you have to get comfortable with making other people uncomfortable. And when they say those sophomore comments, you can simply say, alcoholism runs in my family, so this is my proactive choice. And anybody who doesn't immediately respect that is a beast. And you have to be okay with them not being okay with it. You have to be okay with being like, I don't need... You You could just look at them and just be like, I don't need you to feel good about this. Like, that's it. It does weirdly make people uncomfortable though. Like I went to a big party college and I would just get a drink and carry it around or I'd go get like a Coke and carry it around because it just makes people uneasy if they're all drunk and you're not. Like it just, they don't like it. A habit you still carry with you today. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, but I don't like to be out of control of a situation, but I think that's other people think if you're still in control in some way, you're going to be judging me. And it yes. all has to do with them and has nothing to do with nothing you. Nothing to do with you. Nonconformity makes people uncomfortable. Have you ever like sat next to like a priest or a nun on an airplane? Like you, you kind of, you're like, do you eat food and drink water like I do? It makes people when they're when other people aren't like them, it makes them like a little uncomfortable and they also think you're being like a bit of a narc and then they're like kind of treating you like you're delicate. But your answer is such a good answer. Like I am being proactive because there are alcoholics in my family. How is that not and is that answer not how is that answer not good enough for people? So right. you just gotta work on you cannot control how they react and it shouldn't matter. Yeah. The rest of it, there's too much to unpack. I don't know. Your, your family yeah. just seemed like a bunch of assholes. You have, you have bad friends. You should move. Here's to all things. Hello. Here's to all things. Hello to all things furry Cheers and to furless. You okay. Here's, here's Fur- to all things furry and furless. We live in Center City, Philadelphia in the last original 1700s row home. Ooh. It's small, narrow, and three stories tall. We own the home. Surrounding us are McMansions in the $1 to $3 million range. Is that Recently, a, a house sold adjacent to ours. The new owners have converted it to an Airbnb for the summer to build the funds to then add three stories to the home and create a multi-unit duplex to both live in and rent as an Airbnb. For the last two weekends, there have been parties and disturbances, and you can likely guess why we don't prefer to have temporary residents in the neighborhood. I spoke directly to the owner today, expressed my concerns, and told her the situation was untenable. She was understanding, but has her own agenda. And while she supported me continuing to call the police based on disturbances, admitted there's nothing more she can do to prevent partiers. She suggested that she could drive past the house to check on it, and I told her that was not a good idea. Confronting a group of people after drinking is not a safe situation, and we have resources like police that can handle it. Not to mention, what's the ramification if not to just call the police anyway? Well, I believe the nuisance will lessen once they live on the Airbnb site. Is it unreasonable that I'm pissed? Airbnb offers very little options other than reporting the instance and having the ramifications fall on the guests, but the loopholes to just create another account. And then they even shared the listing of the of the house and like a picture of how close they are. So they have I'll this be like honest, gorgeous, This nice whole time house. you've been talking, I've been Googling Center City, but it's just like the government webpage for it. I want to see what it looks like so bad. I didn't say a city, did I? Philadelphia, 1700s row home. What are you Googling? You said Center City, Philadelphia. Oh, you're right. I did say that. (laughs) My bad. Oops, I gave away their social security number. Hope it's okay. I know. I'm always like, what? I didn't say anything about them, but it says it in here. Wow, Erin really trusts me. She's just like, here's where I live. 
I know. <laughs> but I mean, can you imagine? I would love that if a celebrity went after a fan. <laughs> Not I see. After I see this house. Okay. Well, my first thought is you can create an Airbnb and reserve that Airbnb and then right at the cancellation date, like before you have to pay, you cancel it and just keep <laughs> keep booking it and canceling it within X amount of days. I mean, it, my hope would be, that's I would not lean really the other way best. and be like, I hope the worst people move in there so that this gets shut down. Like, aren't there rules yeah. about how many people can be Airbnbs in an area? Are there any sort of neighborhood Why do I laws? also feel like, like, yeah, I think there's something like that. I would, I mean, talk to Airbnb and there's got to be some sort of loud zoning issues. My biggest concern is the woman who's renting out this Airbnb is wearing the ugliest hat and it looks so dumb with her hoop earrings. And so- Why is there a picture of her? Because they, she wants you to know you can trust her. She's not a robot. But I will tell you, like, a woman who wears a hat like that cannot be reasoned with. So you <laughs> might I mean, have to honestly, move. that is true. But the problem is, so every time she reports at Airbnb, Airbnb is like, oh, okay, we'll ban that guest. But then the guest, you know, they're not coming back again. Then someone new comes and right. they suck. The issue is with the owner who doesn't care that right. she's creating this really unstable environment in her community. Is there a community board that you yeah, can- Yeah, is there like a Nextdoor or a Facebook? Yeah, or is there like a town hall meeting that can talk about like historical districts and renting out Airbnbs? Like what's the way to sort of circumvent her and see if like legally she can't have that? And also some Airbnbs, like could she at least put like no parties? The bigger issue is that they have a roof like a rooftop with like an umbrella, like encouraging people to be out there. So if they're loud at all, because you have a tiny street, it's going to reverberate down the street and you're going to hear it. And it's like, well, first of all, I don't know why anybody's vacationing in the middle of Philadelphia. That's not exactly what I think of when I think of a fun roof. That's tough. Like neighbors, you're right. She just doesn't care. And she's like, I don't live there, so... Right, and she's just getting as much money as she can to renovate. So Philly accent, I mean... Look, it's Philly. I'm sure you have someone in your family who's a contractor. And so I'm sure you can offer those services to her when it comes time to renovating. And then you can just gut her for all it's worth. Unfortunately, being a homeowner, while it was like big part of the American dream and jingled in front of us as uh, as kids growing up, it is a total fucking nightmare. And uh, it's not fair. It's not fair that when you're the consumer or you're a homeowner, it's just like, eat shit. Other people are trying to make a living. She sounds, she sounds like an, she's an idiot. It's really hard to deal with dumb people based on that hat. Oh yeah, boy. and that, the laws right now are like still evolving surrounding Airbnbs. There are places like Palm Springs where there are so many laws, bylaws about how many people can rent out their homes. Yeah, but. I would check the rules. I would, and then I would get to fake, fake signing up for that and just eating up her calendar. No, that's rough. Is there a way to, is there a way to involve her when you call the police to like make it more difficult for her so that she, like, don't call the police, call her first so that she has to drive from wherever she is over there and ruin whatever she's up to. Are other neighbors annoyed by it? Is it just you? That's the worst when it you feel like alone. everything around there, she says, has like been built up and changed. So she's kind of the only one in that classic type of house. Yeah. And everyone else is some Airbnb. Let us know what you do. Let us know what you do. That's rough. You could steal her, steal her hat, take away all of her pizzazz. All of her power. Mm -hmm. Hello, Eliza. As a master of syntax and having a very robust lexicon, can you sort this out for me? 
my new boss as of January 2022 says snookum in large organization-wide meetings. As in, John Smith is who you should seek advice from. He's snookum in that subject area. What? At first, I thought he misspoke, so I ignored it. But now a new, super competent coworker has adopted the term. In my experience, I've heard snookum as the colloquial term used in our world to designate someone as, oh, in my experience, I've heard skookum as the colloquial term used in our world to designate someone as competent or a subject matter expert. Did I miss this alternate use? Do I say something or just continue to let my colleagues use this weird word? It makes me think of a term of endearment like snookum yeah, or snookum or worse, snooky, making my brain do a word association exercise and ultimately lose focus on the message being relayed. Is it regional? I'm in fact the one who is confused. I look to your linguistic ability here to ferret it out. Much appreciated. First of all, it's not pronounced ferret. It's pronounced Ferrer Rocher. And second of all, you're both mispronouncing it. It's not snookum, it's scrotum. And that's what you should be saying. I've never heard that. I too thought it was like, uh, like oh, my snookum's like my sweetheart. I I thought your boss was just an idiot. There's other words, scookum, that exist. Can you that look I that just up? Googled and means strong, brave, or impressive. Spell it. S-K-O-O-K-U-M. Is it Native so American? If, what? Doesn't it sound like a Native American term? Like some, a, it, like a city in Connecticut? Skookum. It does, but like, since that's a word, very clearly they're just trying to say that and not. It's an adjective? <laughs> it is a adjective or a noun meaning a street party or trade fair. That is a really weird word, but that is really... The bigger issue is, regardless of the word, that somebody above you is using a word incorrectly. And that is so tough because people are very weird about being corrected. Um, You might have to let it go uh, or in a, not publicly, so like in a private meeting with the opposite of publicly, when you're in, it's your boss, right? Yeah. When you're in your boss. And now another coworker who they trust. Okay. Well, you don't have to trust them. You can just Google it and there's your answer. So it's not about trusting anyone. Uh, You can do one of two things. One, this could be your private joke from which you build off of and make a profile that your boss is an idiot. Uh, or two, when you're alone with your boss and she says, he's snookum. Be like, are you, just say to her, be like, are you saying snookum? I always thought it was skookum. That's what you do. You make it like you're the idiot. Like, I always thought it was skookum. And she'll like, be like, oh no, skookum. I've been saying skookum like a fool. And Why then are she'll look it saying up. saying this so much? I, yeah. And then she'll look it up and she'll be like, oh no. Oh, well. So you just say it like you're dumb and it'll, you know, unless she's t- totally obtuse and she's like, nope, I know it's, I know what's best. It's snookum. Honestly, we are at the very end. We're careening toward the decline of civilization and America as a whole. And so, you know, people say things like Valentine's Day and they also say things like I could have went uh, at public speaking engagements. So, you know, maybe live and let die or live and let pie as my boss says, <laughs> mm, live and let by. Actually, that's a I great, just, that's a great pro LGBTQIA slogan. Live I and let by. When, when, the, once I hear someone say something wrong, so like someone that always says Valentine's or Ooh. library or February, anything like February. someone who does that. Actually, once February I hear it, part. I can't unhear it. Yeah. People say things wrong. It's just all about, is she the kind of person who I would love to be corrected if I ever made a mistake? No, if I get a word wrong, oh my God. Oh my God, I'll kill myself. Okay. I'm a certified athletic trainer. I have both my bachelor's and master's. I'm a 
I'm a certified fitness trainer for pregnant and postpartum women. I've worked at the collegiate level, physical therapy clinics, and military setting. I don't say this to toot my own horn or anything. It applies to the question. It's actually pronounced toot my own porn. (laughs) I've been working out at a new gym recently, and almost every day I go, I'll see a different girl at the gym who just looks so nervous to be there, like she wants to disappear, but is pushing herself to be there and work out, but has no clue what she's doing. Occasionally, I'll see them do a lift, like a deadlift, and the form will be awful. And I feel so bad because I know just how bad that form can be for them from an injury perspective. I know they're in their head too, just wondering if they're doing the right thing, worried they're being judged because I've been there. My question is, is it okay for me to go over and ask if they want help? I don't want to insult them at all. I just want them to feel more confident. I want them to keep coming back and I don't want them to hurt themselves. I feel like girls can be so competitive with each other and I don't want them to feel like I'm looking down on them or be embarrassed. Would you be offended if someone tried to offer you help in a similar way? Am I overthinking this? Help. I'm actually wondering why you're asking me this because you have all of these credentials and you have all this experience. So I'm. it's odd to me that you don't feel empowered and this is not against you. I'm just trying. I feel like there's something else here. It, this is your job. But I immediately thought, oh, that's a really tough one because- You don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. strangers yeah, and but, telling Yeah, but you them, work there. No, she doesn't oh. work there. Oh, sorry. She's been working weird. out at a new gym. She's Got a it. pro with all this yeah. training, but not no. at this gym. No, it's very weird. I'm sorry. I take it all back. Sorry. I was like, yeah, you work there. You should definitely be trying to help people. Oh, uh, yeah. No, if she worked there, she should no. do her job. No. But no, she doesn't work there, but she's seeing people like, Here's the thing. Potentially injure themselves. Look, I understand why one could argue like, yeah, go over and try to help. But they may have learned that from someone else who told them the wrong thing. So it's kind of like, they're probably, they don't know your credentials. So you're just some woman hitting on them at the gym. Or you're just some random crazy who's telling them to fix something. I probably wouldn't be receptive to your information either because I don't know who you are. And every, for the, people tend to get very, um, protective over misinformation that they don't know is misinformation. People are very protective over their point of view and over their practices. I worked mm-hmm. out by myself for years and then I finally got a trainer and then she was like, "This, you're doing your squats wrong. But prior to her, I thought I was doing them right. And especially with the amount of misinformation out there and look, I believe you have that pedigree and you have all of this training. There are plenty of people online that are fitness trainer, instructor, that they live in that world that don't have that, that are still telling people what to do. So unfortunately, you're a victim of too many too many cooks in the kitchen, too many people saying too much information. I wouldn't say anything because God forbid, like you told the girl what to do and she hurts herself. Like we live in a world where like she could sue you. I would yeah. just focus on your workout. If you strike up a conversation and somebody asks, but it is that tough thing where it's like, and I totally get it because I know that feeling where you're like, you can see someone needs your help or needs help, maybe not your help. Mm-hmm. But the odds of them not being cool about it probably outweigh, should outweigh your desire to help. So yeah, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't. What do you think about if she went over to whoever was doing it wrong, let's say it's a deadlift and she just started deadlifting correctly right next to them without saying anything? I think the other person would be, they wouldn't even notice it because they'd be and they'd be so concentrating on doing it wrong and competing with you. <laughs> it's tough. You know, look, sometimes there's an energy and you can really read a situation and you can just lock in on someone. I've definitely experienced that where like, you just, sometimes you just know that someone wants to talk to you or something like that. But 
-hmm. I think a little part of it is you do want to it does feel good to be the one with the information and to be the expert yeah. and to help people. And it is, it's not about a superiority complex because I love to help people with stuff too. But I think you should just set that aside and work on your workout and leave. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just, we live in too weird of a world. Yeah. And, and they're probably, yeah. To them, you're a stranger. Right. You're just a weird stranger I mean, gripping them on the groin and shaking. It's a nice instinct, but I, you know, yeah, I don't want anyone talking to me. I don't know that I believe you too. If I'm doing my workout and like, and by the way, like what if I've been working my whole life and I've had a trainer and you come up and you're like, actually you want to grip this way. I'd be like, okay, thanks. Crazy person. Right. You could be anyone. I could go up to someone and tell them to do that. Like, I don't know. It's, maybe you should. Maybe I have. Maybe that's I'm how I lost. I'm going to the gym and be like, this is how you do it. Check it out. If you want to get this definition in your in your thumb knuckle. <laughs> I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality. And every once in a while, getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, gang. I need an opinion on how to handle someone at work. I have a coworker, male, late 30s, early 40s, and he's friendly, but a little awkward. He's going through a divorce and starting to date people, and I think learning how to navigate this new life. He's showing up at my gym, telling people how to work out. It's weird. Correcting my form. Okay, fine. I invited him to come out with me and a couple of girls I know to a trivia at a bar. I know these girls through a roller derby league, and I never hung out with them solo before, so I wanted to bring someone I knew with me. I was kind of afraid he would embarrass me because sometimes he says things like, women in engineering have it easy. But we all had a good time and the conversation was pleasant. Hang out with him. This guy sounds great. So after we all hung out and he texted me and mentioned one of the girls was super cute. Too bad because she's gay. I just agreed and thought that would be the end of that. The following day at work, he messages me and reiterates that he thinks she's cute. I ignore it. Two weeks later, he asks when the next trivia is happening. I tell him some other work people have talked about wanting to do one. And he asked me if we can all hang out again with the roller derby girls and to tell the one girl he thinks she's so cool and fun. I ignore again. I don't plan on inviting him to any more activities with these people because now I'm afraid he's going to try to hit on this girl when we're all aware she's not into men. So my question is, do I say something to him about not feeling comfortable bringing him around people he keeps bringing up and calling cute? 
or do I leave him on red every time he brings it up until he asks why I won't engage him on the topic? The dude is not mean or rude, maybe just socially inept. I'm a married woman, 28, if that gives you more context. God, um, I saw this thing the other day that was like, the guy isn't in the friend zone. It's like the zone that girls have to put you, like she's just being nice to you because she's afraid you're going to do something weird to her. And so if I'm reading this right, like you invited him, I don't know why, um, you seem fulfilled as a person, and but okay, you were trying to be nice. You invited him and then it was made apparent the reason that you had to invite him, which is why he has no friends, is because he's weird. Uh, so now you're stuck with a, at 28, a middle-aged, which I resent because we did the math and 40 is middle-aged if you plan on living to 80. Most people don't live to 100, so I don't know how old he is. Um, but now you've befriended this kind of weirdo who might be a good guy. You said the girl was gay. He's not hearing it. And he already made the girl an engineering comment. So he's kind of a little weird uh, and, and older. <laughs> it sucks to leave him on red, even though you probably never know that you did that. The other thing is, like, you could just invite him along and let him hang himself. It's not your responsibility. Right. He, I think the concern would be she really hasn't hung out with these roller derby girls much. And so they're going to associate her with him. And then that takes away that group. But yeah, I mean, it's tough because it's like you don't know he's going to be weird. But the fact that he's so fixated on this girl is like not a great sign. Yeah, I... I, you know what? I can give you all the advice in the world. I'd probably just leave him on red, to be honest. It's shitty, but yeah. it's the easiest thing to do. And just be like, oh, we haven't hung out. And then if he brings her up, be like, because here's the thing. You might be like, she's gay. He'll be like, and then he'll deflect and be like, I don't, I don't like her like that. And he'll make up some other weird reason. So he's proving all the reasons that you thought were weird about him. Right. Also, maybe if you want to be friends with those roller derby girls, you brought him because you wanted someone you knew and you don't know them. So go hang out with them and see how it goes. Maybe you don't even like them anyway. And you can tell your coworker, we're not going to go hang out with them because I don't like Yeah, them. it's also like, do you need, like, are you, what's wrong with just writing back? Like, don't know, LOL. I don't really know them that well. That's the other answer. Just be like, I don't really know them that well. And if you, yeah. That was the only time you'd hung out. If you really want to get to the bottom of it, you'd be like, he'll be like, when are we going to see her again? Be like, why? And I'll be like, because I thought she was pretty. And be like, but I told you she's gay. And then just let it, just watch those three gray dots percolate forever. The answer is you don't have to take this on. Don't know. Oh. Don't know them. LOL. I definitely have people in my life. I think one person in particular who... They send texts and I'm just like, I don't know. I Sometimes I just don't write back. So I'm just like... Don't talk about me on oh the podcast. Oh my God, if you ever stop talking to me. You're my own. Um, <laughs> yeah, just don't give it any oxygen. This is a huge problem with being a woman. Like the fact that you're even wasting your one question to write in about this pariah. You tried to be nice and it backfired. And now this guy's off jerking off thinking about roller derby girl. Roller derby people aren't thinking about it. He is not your responsibility. End of story. LOL, don't know, yeah. not really friends with her, or bring her. And hopefully those women aren't so dumb that they wouldn't judge you for bringing him. You're not, you know, you just brought him along for funsies. That's it. Yeah. You don't have to, you can set this down. I'm giving you permission. You're not responsible. Mm -hmm. When have you ever, let me, let me, this is for all the women out there. For as much as we feel 
uh, burdened by somebody else, the discomfort someone else creates. When have you ever been at a party or anything and somebody who you're cool with has a friend and that friend's weird and you've come away from the party like, I'm never talking to my friend again. No. The next time you see them, you're like, dude, that guy you brought was super weird. He's like, yeah, sorry about that. You're not going to be judged for their behavior. We only do that when, when we don't like your kid and then we blame the mother. <laughs> no one's going to be like, how could you befriend a weirdo? No, they'll judge him and you guys will laugh about how weird he was forever. Yeah. Hey there. As a fellow Eleanor millennial, there are several trends coming back that have me cringing, but here's my question. What fatter trend do you want to make a comeback that hasn't? Can't wait to see you again in St. It's Louis. It's tough for me to answer this because I actually wrote a whole section about this in my new book, All Things Aside, Absolutely Correct Opinions, which is available for pre-order right now. Um, Would the link be found in your bio? Yep. Link in bio or just, you know, go to Barnes & Noble or any of your indie booksellers. If you want to do Amazon, that's okay too. Try to spread it around. Um, are we talking fashion wise? Are we talking language wise? I'm assuming they're saying the ones now are cringeworthy. So I'm assuming fashion, but if- I mean, I, okay. Um, I, I like not eighties leg warmers, but early two thousands leg warmers, which were in fashion for about 30 seconds to wear them like over your high heels. I love that. I love leg warmers over sneakers, over boots, with like a little skirt, I fucking live for that. And I would do it now too, if I ever wore a skirt. Leg warmers, um, I really like the low rise jean look. It's just a little inappropriate. Um, what else? Uh, hair feathers, I've talked at length about how much I miss how cool that looked. That's your number one. Being really tan with like bleach blonde hair. Like Pam Anderson, late 90s, to me is like peak female beauty. Yeah. So then you need a, like a belly button ring and a crop I love top. a crop top. I love a purple eyeshadow. Um, I never liked the fedoras. Most of the fashion, all of the fashion in the early 2000s were hideous. I never liked the tie thing. Um, I never liked blazers. I hate when those come back in fashion. So those things, and you know, all emo, uh, pop punk music and a side part a really deep side part, whether it's preppy or emo, I'm really into. And in many ways, these things never went out of fashion in my heart. But yeah, all that stuff. And freestyle music, which is only really popular, which is also my book. If you are uh, Latino or Italian or from like Miami uh, or like New Jersey in the 80s, but like Stevie B and all that kind of music, really enjoy that. Yeah. And me. No, yeah, you do. To the point of no return. Or... Two of hearts, two hearts that beat it. Taylor Dane. Yeah, I know that song. Anyways, that kind of stuff. I had those things ready to go. You were locked and loaded on that one. I knew you would be. Yeah. Uh, Trying to think of like words that we used to use. I feel like that changes so fast. Like all of a sudden we don't say lit anymore. And I was just getting used to it. Don't say lit. No. Oh. I still use like typed in emojis, like a colon and a Yeah, those are nice and simple when you just want to convey something and get the fuck out of there. Some of those little faces are like little perverts. Like I people still hold their guitars really low when they play them, like Pete Wentz. That was cool. That's how I think of guitars. All right, kick mm-hmm. it. Kick it in next season. Hey, Eliza. Just wondering if we can all agree that the I'm going away for a few days, I'm not ghosting you, I'll talk to you soon text is code for I'm going to hang out with my girl or another girl and I don't want you getting in the way. 
Been talking to this guy for months and we text at least every single day. We have hung out in person. I got that text today. Huge red flag to me, no matter the context. Just all of a sudden, he's always found a way or I know for a fact that he doesn't have a job that he can't look at his phone for a couple of days or doesn't have service. Weird feeling in my gut. I'm already planning on dropping him, but just wanted your two cents. He's cheating on you. He has a family. Um, He is already dating someone. You should have run weeks ago, months ago. This guy is cheating. End of story. I met a guy. I went out with him. Oh my God. Now I'm trying to like, see if I get this confused. I remember I like met a guy and yeah, he was like, Hey, I'm putting my phone away. Cause I'm going into the woods for a couple days. And I was like, oh, okay. And I like asked him a question and he didn't write back. And I was like, Oh, you meant like you were literally going into the woods as you were texting it and you lost service. Like fucking weirdo. Uh, it's such a disrespectful sign. Like that means he like was so not into me that he's like, and I'll just get back to you whenever I get service back. So, but at least he said he was going in the woods. It's better than this text. That's just like, I will be away for right. Which is why I'm saying like, it's not like that. And that's the one case. The guy was like, no, I'm literally going into a lake right now. This guy is cheating on someone with you. Um, and even if you haven't hooked up or anything, he's texting you and he's in a relationship. So he's going on a family vacation. He doesn't want to deal with it. Please, please do not stick around to find out to what degree. Nobody does that unless you're going into space. Or it's like, he comes back and he's like, oh, I was on a reality show. I was on America's Next Top Model and they took my phone and I couldn't reveal that I was But for funsies, ask him. Be like, what are you doing? And then he'll be like, why are you being so weird about it? And he'll try and make you crazy. I would love to know his excuse. Are you going into like a chemotherapy uh, sensory deprivation tank. Where are you going? Where are you going? Yeah, you're going somewhere with your wife. Hi, it's me again, the woman of the blended family of 13. I'm back with another question. Oh, thank God we've been waiting. <laughs> well, so so for, for listeners, this is, this person doesn't have 13 children. They are one of 13 in a blended family. It's a lot of step-siblings. One of 13 children. Yeah, so there's, it's a Brady Bunch situation. My stepsister has banned my family and I from the Passover Seder. She's pregnant and due over the holiday and told her mom she wants something quiet, just her and her husband and kids and her mom. My stepmom argued her down to my dad celebrating with them as well. My my stepsister returned with fine, but not his kids. Her mom has a hard time saying no to her kids, especially since they guilt her for marrying my dad about a year after their dad I'm died of so cancer. I'm so lost already. And I think a lot of our listeners okay. are confused about Passover. Okay, so. <laughs> What's happening? Okay, so our He's question Jewish. asker. Fully. <laughs> at least her stepsister is. Her stepsister said, nobody who's not related to me is coming. <laughs> And her mom said, "Okay." And so what? we're all asking. And her, they don't have a mother in common. They have a father, right? A father. No, no, no nothing, nothing in common. common. They don't even know each other. This question's so weird. Okay, they're, so, they're step siblings, and Rose talking. Yes. Her father married that woman's mother. Yes. So that woman is like, "Okay, fine. Your husband, question asker's father, can come to the seder, but none right. of his Got kids." It. I I totally get that. <laughs> So my my stepsister is not hosting. The Seder will be taking place at a hotel. I live near my stepsister, but my dad and stepmom are (laughs) flying. 
<laughs> my dad and stepmom are flying in special for the holiday and we don't see them that often, especially the last two years. Now, if I recall correctly, by the way, this question asker wanted to have a good relationship with all these people. Right, and so, don't like you, you know, because she because likes you write them. into podcasts about them. Got it. Okay. I think it's good she's making boundaries for herself during such a sensitive time, but I have issues with her boundaries telling me how to spend my holiday. So do I tell her how I feel and risk her getting mad and asking my dad not to join? Yes, this is behavior within the bounds of what she would ask or just suck it up. My husband and I are now planning to spend Seder at his parents, so we have a place to go, but still, I was looking forward to celebrating with my family. Well, um, since your stepsister doesn't really want your dad there anyway, why don't you say, hey, dad, can you come with us? The truth is your dad wants to be with his wife. That's what this is. And you know what? The stepsister, it, it could even be less, it may not, it could be less about like you and not liking you. It's a, it's a pain. She's pregnant. She's pregnant and, it, you know, you're catering for all these people and I, you're having it at a hotel, so I don't think you're cooking. Are, are you guys, like, super conservative? That seems odd to me. Is it, like, with the synagogue? Well, so let's see. The related siblings, there's eight of them. So five of the 13 kids are from our question asker. Eight are from that family. It's a lot. She, that's five plus their kids plus their spouses. You have to draw the line. Eight. Okay, you have to draw the line somewhere. And so, you know, you might have to let this holiday go because your dad really wants to spend it with his wife. And the problem is this sister basically called dibs on the parents by planning a Seder first because you were hoping to yeah. go spend it with them. You weren't hosting or planning one. Now you're going to go spend it with the your husband's parents. So you do have somewhere to go. Yeah, you do have somewhere to go. And look, I get that Passover is like a big family holiday, but... Jew to Jew. It's definitely not the most important Jewish holiday. It's definitely not the most solemn Jewish holiday. We all know the big two are whenever Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah are. So um, that's tough. But if I had to argue for her, I'd say like at some point you got to draw a line because you can keep inviting everyone and their exponents until you're at like a thousand person dinner, you know? So she had to, I get it. I, for my wedding, I went a little crazy and then I had to like retract these invitations because I love my stepmom, but she has five brothers and sisters who each have spouses. And so that's an additional 10 people. And I had to say, I can't invite you guys, even though I love you, because at a certain point it's, um, Ganig, which is Yiddish for enough. So, yeah. um, I, I can understand why your feelings are hurt, but it, if you put yourself in her position, like at what point do we have too many people? So you're both- right. And- she asked first, so if you want to host something and have your dad there, like you can plan it next And year. you don't have to invite her, but you will because right. you like her for some reason. Some She's prettier than you. Is that what this is? A little bit. She's cooler. No, you're a big person. No. But uh, yeah, it's a lot for her. I feel that way whenever we have parties, you know, or like, you know what the tough one is? If you're having an intimate birthday dinner, where do you draw the line at someone can bring a plus one? If they've been dating for six months, the worst is when you're friends with someone and you like don't really know their girlfriend or boyfriend. And you're like, I guess you can bring Steve, you know, because you're like, I just want my friend there. But it's shitty to be like, you can't bring your spouse. I mean, but how often, very, very, very rarely does someone bring a plus one that contributes anything. Very rarely do you meet someone's plus one and go, I'm glad that this person is here. Totally, totally. Um, It's tough. It's tough. So a big part of being married is just enduring the plus ones of people you love. Like, oh, good, you brought Megan. 
Well, here's here's your corner, Megan. Enjoy the chips. Hey everyone, Megan's here. Oh, Megan. Megan. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet while introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, and they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable, and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Hi, Eliza and gang. Congratulations on the new baby. Question. I have a group of relatively new girlfriends I've been getting closer to over the last few months in my new city. There are four of us girls total that started hanging out in this group. Two of the girls, Holly and Lauren, I'm super close to. We've hung out just the three of us multiple times due to the fourth being busy with work, and we really clicked as a group of three. We have our own group message separate from the larger group. Oh, the larger group, the larger group more being people, one more person. <laughs> Problem. You're definitely the fourth. The fourth girl in the large group is a total drag. She obviously doesn't fit with our energy and most of the time sits quietly and doesn't talk at all. I don't want to vocalize my boredom with her to the other two girls and come off bitchy, but I don't know how to get rid of the dead weight. We've had multiple conversations about how close the three of us are, but the two I like constantly text in a larger group, thus inviting girl four to any plans. How do I tactfully cut her out? You don't. Don't be a bitch. You is don't. Is she really bumming you out so much sitting quietly and like not taking up any attention? Has it occurred to you that like you guys take up all the oxygen in the room and that you need her so you have someone to talk to? I, I, I think, and look, I've been the person who's just like, why is this person talking? I don't like this person. Like everybody has their way to contribute in things. She's not doing something bad. It could mean the world to her. Put yourself in her position. What if she doesn't know anyone either? And she made friends with you three psychopaths and she's got nowhere else to go. And she wants somewhere to, because by the way, we all know in your twenties, hanging out is just to make sure that you're in a big enough number that you don't get sexually assaulted while you're out. You don't have to be soulmates with these girls. Let her go to the bar with you and just make sure the other one doesn't get drugged. We're not asking you to like take a, make a blood oath. This is what girls do. And by the way, you're lucky it's not just the three of you because those two would be saying the same thing about you because girls love, that's like a rule when your little girls have sleepovers, never make it three because two will gang up on the one and then they'll eat her. So I think you're being a little harsh and this girl will naturally find her own library to join or something, but I don't think there's, you don't have to have like a coup. You don't have to mutiny on this girl. Right, like deadweight plus ones, you just put up with it. It's not, it's fine. Her, she comes, she doesn't. Eventually she'll either get the hint or she'll just kind of see herself out. But 
This is a lot of energy about somebody that really shouldn't be taking up much of your energy. <laughs> Maybe she sucks so hard and she's she's like Rachel Dratch and, and Debbie Towner. By the and way, a bunch of Lindsay Lohans. Don't get me wrong. I love to talk about someone who sucks. And it is fun to commiserate and be like, yeah, they're just the worst. But it is karmically not nice to just like cut. Do you know how horrible that girl's going to feel when she finds out like the three of you deliberately left her out? It's not like it's her and some other friends or it's her and her boyfriend. Think about how you would feel. And you're like, I thought these girls were my friends. I was just being quiet because they're always howling. (laughs) Or she's a mute and you haven't let her tell you that yet. I'm just saying it's a, you sound like you're in your early twenties and I get it. I get it. There's this like, um, animalistic need to like eat the weak. (laughs) And I'm, I get it. I, there are some comics who I just, every time they talk to me and like, I want to beat them with my fists. And these are, sometimes they're men. I want to be like, I think I could physically hurt you. You're so weak. And I just, I, Oh, I just. (laughs) Okay. Well, but. You'd be sweet. You'd be sweet because it probably will have meant the world to her. She's going to go on her mom yeah. or her mom's, her mom doesn't even like her. She's like, why are you calling me, Megan? She's like, it's just that my only three friends in this new city. Do you know that would break you? If, if you found out the only three girls who thought you were your friends all went to color me mine without you. <laughs> Don't post on Instagram with just the three of you. Yeah, be better than that. Oh God, that's even worse. Because if you cut her out, you will spend all of your time trying to make it look like you're not hanging out. <laughs> I don't know if these people care that much. Too much energy. Like, let's not post this. Let's post it later. Oh, here's the lie that will tell her. You can tell that I've definitely done this to people. I'm like, oh, we weren't going to hang out. And then we did. I remember that. I remember like not wanting to include someone. And so the lie you tell later is, oh, oh, Michelle organized it. I just showed up. Oh, we mm-hmm. didn't know. Oh, we were, or like when you all say you're going to leave and you, so that person leaves and then you all hang out anyway. Well, we're going to leave, but then we didn't. Or you don't text about it. It's too much. Top of the cob. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Did you want to start with your top or your bottom? I know you're excited for one of them. I'll start with my top so we can leave on the bottom because it was so good. The top of my cob is a scone. The difference between a scone and a muffin is a muffin is batter and a scone is dough. And I thought I didn't like scones because it's like, how do you pitch a scone? Like, it's all the look of a muffin with the density of bread. Do you like muffins? We'll try them drier. I think scones are really good because they're really filling. And I had one yesterday and I cut it in half. Okay, Noah made it. Okay, they were frozen as a gift and Noah made them. And because I was... I was really tired. I just wanted something comforting. And he made these berry scones from Jones on 3rd. And he baked them. And I was like, 30 minutes, that's too long. And then I just took a shower. And when I came back, they were done. And he cut them in half. And I was like, I'll just put butter on mine. And he goes, you don't want to put it in the broiler to make it all nice and crispy. And I'm like, still not sure how a broiler works. But he did it. And it was outstanding. And I think we are missing out by not having hot scones. Because you always just eat an ice cold scone out of like a case. But even cold, I like them. Anyway. I think they don't get the attention they deserve and you seldom eat them hot, but they should be eaten hot. It was not as bad for you as cake Mm. or muffin because I think there's a little bit less sugar. Mm -hmm. Anyway, 
You made it sound good. I want one now. I'll find one somewhere. They were probably really expensive, though. You should know that. They are the more expensive muffin. It's true. The British muffin. Okay. My top of the cob is I rented out a movie theater for... Yeah, what was that? Uh, at AMC, you can rent a theater. And if you rent like a good one with reclining seats, it's like 199 299 But guess what? I went to the scary, awful theater without reclining seats and I paid $99 to watch The Lost City in peace. And I let my family come, but I made them sit behind me so that I wouldn't have to look at them and I wouldn't see them jiggling their legs or chewing on Twizzlers. And I made them sit far away so that I wouldn't hear them breathing. Okay, you're a terrible daughter. Um, but that's really- I rented the theater and it was incredible. No one else was allowed in. It was just one to 20 people could have come in. I didn't invite 20 people. I invited my three family members. Who is enforcing that? Like a 15-year-old ticket taker? I was so scared. Okay, I had a nightmare several nights before. My mic wasn't on. Oh, I'm sorry, folks. Uh, it was worth it. I had a great time. No one walked in. I They- nobody came in because they turned off the signs who didn't say anything, but they left the door open. So like five minutes in the movie, I marched down and I pulled the door closed. Did you eat anything special? No, I got a soda. It was 11.20 a.m. And so we got there at 11. And so I drank uh, root beer. What kind? Barks or IBC? Barks. It's a Coca-Cola freestyle machine at the AMC. Freestyle. Okay. Do your bottom and then I'll do my bottom. My bottom is that I bid on my first house and like all those Airbnbs, someone bought it with cash and I bet that they're going to Airbnb it out. And so I didn't get my house that was on a lake and I'm going to have to live in a box in the woods. They probably got it with cash that they made from selling Bitcoin. That's the way Probably, Probably they got GameStop stocks. Listen to me. You're going to find the perfect house for you. I promise you. The house will find you. And by the way, the person that made that cash offer, like something could go wrong. Like it ain't over till it's over. So don't- like I can burn them down. I'm serious. Don't take your eyes off that house because people back out all the time. Okay. I've done I'll it. Keep an eye out. Okay. My bottom of the cob is this. And I actually, if you were a part of this, I would love to know what was going on. So I'm not going to like make fun. I'm just going to, like a journalist with the journalistic responsibility and integrity I have, report this. One of my shows- it's not uncommon for people to get engaged at my shows. And it's not uncommon for people to get engaged at the meet and greet, like with me there. Um, Because my specials are very special to people. So we were doing a show this weekend and there was only a couple people left in the meet and greet line. And this couple approached and we like take our picture and then they kind of just stood there and the guy looks at the girl and he just goes, okay, quietly. And he kneels down and takes out a ring. And it's not about making fun of people for like not having the money, but this was like one of those rings you get at like a mall kiosk. It almost this can't be your bottom. They're definitely listening. I don't know. It was like metal, like the kind where like like where it would be like a dragon with like a marble in its mouth. Like it wasn't a wedding ring. He pulls it out and we all start clapping and then we kind of stop. We were like, oh, okay. And the girl just there. So for a second, we're all thinking like, okay, she's gonna, she doesn't want to do this. She was just silent. And then she gets up and she just goes, okay, yeah. And she puts it on quietly. And this guy, we're all like wanting to cheer. And I look at, the, at her and I go, are we happy? And she goes, yeah, we've been together for like 13 years. 
Like oh. with this energy. And then he like ushered her out. And me and like six fans are just standing there like, what? <laughs> what just happened? So if you were at that show, you saw that happen. If you were in line, there's only about six people left. It was just an odd feeling as a human to see someone get engaged and like no one, including the people who got engaged, seemed happy about it. Right. And I was like, are you being trafficked? He was wearing like one of those shirts that has like barbed wire painted on it. So maybe they're just like a weird couple, but I hope you guys are happy. That was very weird for me. (laughs) To see someone be like, will you? And she's just like, okay. They do listen and they go, oh, we had a great time. Like, that was exactly how we wanted our proposal to go. Or maybe it's like some sort of weird core role-playing they do. I don't know. Oh, and they propose at every show. Oh, my God. That's really funny. Just to get like a free appetizer. Yeah. And they're like, oh, there's not enough people left here to get anything. Well, we'll, we're not as committed to it this time. Folks, I mean, I'll tell you what. When we got engaged, everywhere we went, I was like, we just got engaged. Free ice cream. Like, free snacks. Free chicken wings. Uh, Folks, send in your questions. We've got the answers. Send us updates. Send us context. And please pre-order, all things aside, my new book. Because I'm very, very proud of it. And it's very touching and funny. And get tickets to seemeateliza.com. What else can I push? Also, save the whales. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza.